Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sain, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. Welcome back to the show. You know that I love talking business. I don't even know when I fell in love with business, but the fact that there are so many different, I guess, roads that we can take to devise our own income to support our families, especially now during this pandemic and all the things that we have learned, right? And all the places we will go from here. I'm excited because today's guest is a woman who has her own business. She's an author. She's a keynote speaker. And what she does is help business owners build profit-producing businesses. Did y'all hear that? Not just a hobby, not a dreaded side hustle, but a profit-producing business. So crank the radio up, get ready to take some notes, and Help me welcome to the show, Miss Vanessa Zami. Hi, how are you hello, doing? Hello, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Amira. Yes, excited to be here. Yes. So one of the, you know, I have to ask this because I know you talk about having a purpose-driven business. Is that a play on the, the book we all used to read back in the day, A Purpose-Driven Life? That is not, no. Ah. <laughs> but essentially, it's, yeah, it's essentially just, you know, the whole idea of the difference between side hustle and a side business, right? Let's clarify that for the audience here. The difference between a side hustle versus a side business. A side hustle is like you're driving around for Lyft. You're doing some door dashing. You know, you're just making money on the side. Versus the purpose-driven business owner is the one who is, you're building this business because it ties back to what it is that she wants to do and ha- what's going to motivate you to wake up. Right. And the reason why we put in the profit producing part of that in there is because this is not a hobby, right? As you mentioned, it's not a hobby. This is you are building this business as a way for you to live in your fulfillment, right? To really get back to why why you were put on this earth and what the value is that you can bring in impacting your life and the lives of other people around you. No, I love that example, especially clarifying the side hustle. You guys know how I feel about the word hustle. It is like the F-bomb. F-bomb is music to my ears, but hustle is like nails on a chalkboard, right? <laughs> as we grow, hustle is right. It's great. There are seasons and reasons when we need to hustle, right? There, there are sometimes when it's like, hey, it's a mad dash. It's that extra shift. It's that overtime. That's a hustle. But when we're talking about the transition, which many of us and many people want to do right now, they want to transition from corporate to uh, have a better work-life balance. And I'm so, that's the one silver lining from the pandemic. I feel that more companies are understanding the importance of work-life balance, working from home and how work still can be done, which I've been saying for decades. (laughs) I remember I asked one of my companies, I was like, oh, I asked my boss, I was like, okay, I can like work from home. He's like, no, 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 no. You have to like stay inside. This this was literally like a couple months before the pandemic too. Like, and I was like, look at me, look at me ahead of my time. And then when the pandemic happened, it was like, I know some of you want to work from home and (laughs) it was talking directly to me. But um, yeah, but the thing is that, you know, people didn't trust their employees to like do work. It was like, you, you have to be in the office. You have to be in the cubicle. And yeah, yeah. And that's ridiculous. 
Right. And so we're figuring that out. And and then all the people who have heard for years, I don't know how you work from home. I wouldn't be able to. They figured it out. And you figured out the perks of being able to go to the grocery store in the middle of the day or being able to be there for your children or your family and loved ones. So there's levels to this. And, and every business doesn't have to be a brick and mortar. It doesn't mean you have to go lease a space. Um, I still haven't leased a space and I've been in business for years and I probably never will. I, I don't see the point. My team is remote. We can log in from anywhere in the world. As long as they get the work done, I don't care if it's at one o'clock in the morning, just do it. Right. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. One of my team, um, she ended up, she decided to go to project management. So a different career space. And so, but then she left the review and she's like, you know, Vanessa, I just appreciate how you're just so flexible with us. And you just let us, I'm like, yeah, I mean, you, I, I imagine I trust that I hired a competent person, <laughs> right? Like I trust that I hired a competent, intelligent person. And so thus it wouldn't make sense for me to, you know, be on your back. Like, are you doing the work? Are you doing the work? Otherwise I didn't hire the right person. I didn't hire you're the right, right person if I don't, <laughs> if I'm not, right. you know, trust and, and- me. It will easily be able to be identified those who are slacking. So make no mistake. <laughs> it all comes out, right? Nothing, it all, everything in the dark comes to the light, right? So we could go on and on. Now you are a Stanford grad. I am. And a, obviously a vibrant personality. So let's go back to way back, Vanessa. Vanessa, who didn't know anything about leveraging her relationships or leveraging her, her intellectual property right? Mm-hmm. To thrive. Mm-hmm. Talk me back to those moments that kind of led you to creating th- this, this empire that you're building. Great, great question. Um, because essentially I didn't, so I went to my first introduction to entrepreneurship and the, like the word of entrepreneurship was actually when I went to Stanford and I went to Silicon Valley and I went to the Bay area and it was this whole thing around, oh yeah, this is called Silicon Valley because this is where companies started and people start companies. Okay. In my mind though, I, I, I didn't attach that word to myself. I didn't attach that word of entrepreneurship or that I could be an entrepreneur then. I was like, okay, I'm, be a, I'm being a doctor. That's my path. Cool. Then I decided to enter into business and that's where things started changing. My first job out of college, I then was working for a top consulting firm and I was making two and a half times the salary my mother will ever make in her life. <laughs> like just, and I was like, oh, I made it. I made it. Then I had a panic attack three months into the job. Um, and it was, you know, based off of a whole lot of just being a woman, being a woman of color, being a terrible culture. It was just a whole bunch of things three months in. And, but I stayed, I stayed. Cause I was like, Oh, but like maybe this, maybe that, you know, second chance, third chance, fourth chance, you know, et cetera. I then was, I wasn't really, then I was like switch company. I switched companies, a multi-billion dollar company now. And that a terrible boss terrible boss just the worst just the worst boss and wasn't meant to be a leader some people are meant to be leaders they're just not and he was one of those people and so the company was great though he just wasn't great and so uh, then i was just like there must be another way to live life like this doesn't this doesn't make sense like there's something i'm being pulled in some other different direction i don't know the direction is rich dad poor dad is a book that landed in my lap i read that book and i was like mindset shift it was a whole just mindset like oh snap there's actually another way to live life, one, but two, that other way to live life is accessible to everyone, right? It's not just, you know, the person in Silicon Valley in the private school. It's like everyone can access this life, at least here in America. <laughs> and so that's what then got me on the whole path of, you know, looking beyond corporate <laughs> and looking beyond just what was society doing and working on, oh, wait, I can, you know, buy my mother a house. I can retire her. I can, you know, 
live a life where I'm not concerned about the bills. Like how, like how am I making more money than my mother ever made? But I'm still like wondering how I'm going to pay the bills. Like that doesn't make sense. Right. Like there's a way, but it's a way for me to not live that life. And so that's what then got me on that path of learning about entrepreneurship, learning about, you know, also real estate investing too, as well too. Um, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, but yeah, so yeah that was that was the that was the, the moment for me yeah no i love it and and that book has changed many lives right it has, um, it has. and i think sometimes and i know a lot of people say it's kind of antiquated it's old but you know we have to take everything with a grain of salt and pull from it what we know to be true a lot of times like i've literally i read so many or listen to now because i don't have a lot of time to turn pages but i listen to books all day like from wealth uh development to health you know, to even fiction. And I do that because pouring it into, there's always something you forget. We, we know these things to be true. We take these classes or we take a webinar, or we read a book and it's great. And then life happens and we forget <laughs> everything that we did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually I'm recently cool. read the book all over again. <laughs> was, really? Just in case, just yeah. in case I'm missing there. Let me read that again. Over again. But yeah, I read 30 yeah. minutes a day. Uh, the act- it's, it's miraculous how we do that. It's working. It starts working. We get complacent and we forget everything, right? Indeed. So on, on your journey, as you are really helping folks level up in business, why did you decide to help? Because a lot of people, I always wonder about that. You, it's so easy to just enjoy the life you vision, envision for yourself, rest on your laurels. Why even invest in other people? Because people can be exhausting. Let's just be real. <laughs> They can be. That is true. That is true. People can be exhausting. I actually started my life out as an introvert. Uh, I guess I'm still technically an introvert. But, uh, and yeah, part of that whole introversion, I was like, people, like, y'all just be on my nerves. Like, oh my goodness, people. But essentially, but it's because of that that I want to help, right? It's like, I can like complain about the problem or I can try to solve the problem. But that's all whole other story. But essentially, my whole thing of, I'm a product of different nonprofit organizations. Like, I, I'm here at this pace of my life. I got to where I was. I ma- I made it through the the life in order to the low income life in order through the grace of nonprofit organizations that were in Boston, Massachusetts. And for me, so it's always been in my nature, sort of help people. And even like my the after school jobs that I would have as a tutor or a mentor as well too. It's just in my nature that I help people. And my purpose in life, such even outside of the company business, my purpose in life is to share information and resources with people so they become better versions of themselves. And with that, Your Business Catalyst, my the company through which I coach nine to fivers on growing their business, is no different from that. The mission with Your Business Catalyst is to equip and empower ambitious, purpose-led solopreneurs to keep moving forward in their business and in their dream. Because when that faithful day comes, because we're all going to die one day, they can say that they lived their life without any shoulda, coulda, or woulda. And it's all about living your life without regret. There are a lot of people who are just miserable, which is essentially the, the you know, the the impetus of a lot of just like, you know, miscommunication, you know, honks on the road that didn't lead to, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of misery. Misery begets misery, right? And so when people are miserable, they just spread that misery out in the world. And so my hope is that by ensuring that people keep moving forward and what it is that they want to do and helping them out, it helps to just, add a little more happiness into the world. Yes, everyone can be vibrant. Just getting that in there. So, yeah. I agree. And and, and, and she's saying you're a business catalyst, y'all. Um, you know, we all have our babies and I think that there's light that can shine from from everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think to whom much is given, much is obviously required. And I love, this is one thing I love about our people as a culture, as far as Black people, uh, Black citizens here in America. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm always empowered when I hear us 
constantly talk about the build, right? So I, I'm on this this soapbox because I just watched the 14th Amendment last night. So of course, <laughs> you know, it's pushing me, it's on my spirit. But the fact that you talk about your journey, right? We talk about our parents whose shoulder we shoulders we stand on, right? As a culture. And I don't want a blanket statement because I know there's tons of people in our culture who have parents uh, are their fourth and fifth generation college graduates and all that good stuff. But for the American citizens who basically became American citizens after the civil rights movement, right? Who basically had resources, like you talked about earlier, that in America, you can achieve this. In America, you can have this. What a gift that we are at a place to where you know, we are able to get more seats at the table. We aren't yeah. where we're going to be tomorrow, right? <laughs> but we are so much further than where we started. That is true. Yeah. That is right? True. And sometimes when it comes to business and navigating, um, a lot of, of, of women, and especially Black women and other minority women, are people who don't have folks within their immediate circle that they can lean on for guidance, who they can talk to. And I have learned that in business, even the people who are in your immediate circle, they don't want to hear about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a different, it's a different land. It's like, a, it's like once you enter entrepreneurship, you're in the entrepreneur land. Like you're, you're in the, you know, you're in the Atlantis. Like everyone else is still yeah. on the mainland. You in the Atlantis. Like it's just all another world, whole another world. Right. Yeah. So having someone like you, who they can relate to, who is personable, who they, who can guide them is imperative. It is one of the best investments you can make in your business is to seek counsel. Right. And to seek guidance. And, and and I think in everybody's journey in business, there's one moment that that literally changes everything. And it's that I didn't see that coming moment. Right. Yeah. Uh, for me, my I didn't see that coming moment was getting laid off at six months pregnant. I kind of saw it coming, but I didn't really expect it to, to come. And that is what brought me to this moment for you. Yours was realizing where's the money going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Realizing where's the money going? Realizing that. No matter, I could switch companies, I could switch positions, you know, I could maybe go to go to like some other grad school and get some other degree to get to another company. But the fact of the matter remains, people are just people. <laughs> and you yeah, know <laughs> and yes and essentially like and i remember on the, i was on the route of like okay i'm gonna be a fortune 500 ceo of like a company and like that's my goal and it's a whole situation and i'm just like oh my goodness but to get there with these people mm, 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 that part mm. that part yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, that's 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 that says a lot right um not saying that I, I'm not against corporate America. Let me be clear. I know a lot of people think that that's not it. I think that there's, we need people in every aspect because we need folks to continue to invite other people to the table. Right. Um, but I do think the mental wear and tear of being the only person in the room is underestimated. Yeah. Oftentimes. And uh, the rigor that it, that it plays on you, the code switching is exhausting. And I don't, I don't understand if people really understand, those who are listening, if you don't know what code switching is, it's when you are your work self, right? You're your work self. And so for me as a black woman, it's not only just my work self, it's who you want my work self to be. Yes, that's what it is. It's like, you know, I have a work self and it, it was essentially... My, my work is so great. Everyone's like, oh yeah, work is great. But there's something a little bit off about Vanessa. I can't quite tell. Like, so they never would complain that the feedback was never around my work. It was around like, well, if you could just smile at the laptop a little bit more, like if you, if you could just like, like I remember, and the thing is like, that was like the first feedback I got around, I need to smile more. And then 
fast forward like a few years later, the feedback was, I'm smiling too much. Mm. <laughs> I was like, what? Can <laughs> we say like, microaggression? Okay. Can we say, can we, can we like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> it was just like, okay, I'm not good when I'm sad or when I'm like, not smiling. <laughs> But I'm also not good when I am smiling. So I need to be this in-between space that couldn't quite get defined because it literally doesn't exist. (laughs) If I had a nickel for every woman, Black woman, especially who's told me they've been ostracized or or, or, or counseled about their facial expressions or how they do or don't smile or participate or don't go to lunch with this person... That, to me, I get company culture, right? And I hope that we're moving past these things. But if I had a nickel, honey, I would not be be sitting here right now. Because, unfortunately, that is something I've heard way too many times, right? Yeah. Yep. Agreed. 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 And, you know, it's one of those things where you can decide you want to keep at it for another 30 years and, you know, or you choose something different. Right. More Brunch and Slate after this. I heard a nasty room another day and it was someone saying that email marketing is dead. Well, I'm here to tell you that it's not. I know a lot of us tend to fall in love with social media and it's a great place to be and it's awesome for interacting with new people. But one thing about social media is that you don't own it. What you do own is your email list. As a matter of fact, during COVID-19, over $4 billion were made through email marketing. Yep, that's right. $4 billion. Email marketing helps you reach your audience over 122% more times than just social media alone. And as a matter of fact, when it comes to my email marketing needs, there's only one brand I trust, and that's myemailmedic.com. Head on over to myemailmedic.com to get all the tricks and tips and campaigns and templates that you need to help your brand elevate. Use code brunch and slay to get 10% off of all your templates and email marketing needs. And when you get there, tell them Amira sent you. That's myemailmedic.com. And now back to brunch and slay. So as you are, are, are continuing to build and educate and help, you know, the masses, Talk to me about who you're wanting to influence right now and who you want to, what that ideal person looks like who's needing your help. Because people are listening and they probably definitely can understand the things we're talking about. But I do want them to know a little bit more about your your business practices specifically and how and if it even aligns with where they're headed. Indeed, indeed. Great question. Um, so essentially my work focuses on, and actually, so I have a business accelerator that's called the Hustle and Breathe business accelerator. It's called Hustle and Breathe. because <laughs> essentially the big part of that is around a 12 month mentorship program where I work with people who are currently working a nine to five. They currently have a day job of some sort, and they have already sort of made that announcement, launched their business and made that announcement for their business. And they want to make it happen. They want to see it grow, but they're struggling, overwhelmed, but they don't know who to turn to. Essentially. And so that's who I work with. But essentially, they're ready for the next level of success. They're ready for the next level of success that they know is there for them, that is waiting for them to get it. They just don't know how. Right. And it's with this business, this purpose driven business, that they will reach that success. And they know that. And they know that to be true. And it's just a matter of getting them equipped with the right resources and tools to reduce their overwhelm. Because essentially, I'm all about helping nine to fivers grow their profit producing purpose-driven business without the overwhelm. And I work with a lot, I end up attracting a lot of mothers um, as well too. Um, but essentially, so I have a lot of like mothers who have like kids less than five years old too. So, cause at the end of the day, when you're building your business, you are the CEO, the CFO, the CMO, the COO, 
right? And then let's say you're also taking care of life at the same time. So maybe you're a mother, you're a wife, you're, you know, a friend, a volunteer, the church volunteer, whatever it may be, but you're doing all that. And then you add the business on top of it. So my whole program and the way that I work with my clients is all about focusing on how do you take care of business while also taking care of your life? How do you fit your business into your life? Mm, and we all struggle with that, right? The work-life balance isn't a certain formula. It's an ebb and flow. Some weeks you get more work, some weeks you get more life. But as long as I think they're front and center, we can find a happy median, right? Indeed, indeed. And really when it comes to entrepreneurship, unfortunately what's happening is that when, when new entrepreneurs are getting into business, there's so much on the web, which is great, but it's also bad because then you end up just reading a lot, right? It's like 10 tips for this, 20 tips for that. And, and, and what do I do with this? Yes. Yes, exactly. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs end up trying to do it all, trying to do all the 20 things. And, you know, that just ends up, they're jogging, right? They do, they're jogging, they're jogging, they're moving, they're sweating. They're like, oh my goodness, I'm doing so much work, but they're not moving anywhere. They're jogging in place. They look around, they're, they're in the same place that they were when they were jogging yesterday. And what, especially the Hustle and Breathe Accelerator when I work with my clients is all about getting you to move forward in that marathon of entrepreneurship, right? Start that race and keep it moving forward. And, you know, a bear could come in your way, you're smooth sailing, right? And it's a matter of running your own race and running it cool, calm, and collected. And when you're clear and confident on your marketing message, when you're clear and confident on your time strategy, and when you are just moving forward with your business the way that you should be. Yeah. Yeah. Having that blueprint is everything. You know, all of us won't go to B school. Like I was a person who opted out when I got my degree. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Um, because for me, I, yes, I could have went back and got a master's and all these mm-hmm. things to get another job. But after working in corporate America and climbing, I started to realize that there were a lot of, there were a lot less roles, you know, than there was me getting a graduate degree where I, in the field I'm in, I'm in sales and marketing and I pretty much, my work speaks for itself. There are some instances where I know like an engineer, an architect or something, maybe that just makes sense. I get it. It's so niched, but I think that there are so many alternatives to going and acquiring more debt, you know, like getting a coach. Yes. Right. Getting a coach or investing in a true business program, uh, an accelerator, joining a mastermind when you it, within your niche. I think those and organizations, right, uh, organizations that are specific to your industry and going to those meetings and taking those free because typically they have like a uh, a plan for the year as far as what content and yeah. any goals and milestones they have to hit. Getting involved in those, that's the kind of on the ground um, business that, and, and relationships that keep on giving because now you have people who know what you do, who can lean on you when they need your help, right? And to me, I'd much rather spend a couple thousand dollars on that than sitting in a class just to say I got another sheet of paper on the wall. And no disrespect to anyone who's done it, hats off to you. I'm not that girl. <laughs> yeah, I actually took the, I actually ended up taking the GMAT and the GRE. And I was like, okay, I'm taking GMAT, GRE, and the score last five years. My friends were asking me, Vanessa, are you going to go? So I was like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I took that test. It was a nice experience. Um, you know, I'm just let the score spire out. Like, it was just, it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, yeah. at some point, I was like, you know what? I could, I could do, what, 200K for grad school, for an MBA. Or, first of all, I already have some of the business experience already from running the business, from, mm-hmm. you know, my degree in college. And so it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no. 
yeah. but they're going to do it and it's great. And then maybe I'll hire them, but uh, right. <laughs> we need good people. You're right. Yeah. You're right. So the, the person listening right now, who's like where, right where you talked about, who's started and announced that they've launched a business, they might be making some profit. Um, they still haven't figured out what to delegate, right. What to outsource to be able to move forward. What steps should they take right now? What are three things they can do to start to number one, make consistent income? Yeah. Right. And probably, I guess, make uh, their business a little bit more known because a lot of times that's a huge problem, too. We don't have advertising budget. We don't have a marketing budget. But what are some things right now that they could do to just help them level up to even the next half a step? Right. (laughs) Yes. And that is that is a tough question because so it varies depending on the person. What I say is that usually what I find to be consistent in the, the inefficiencies of the business and the way that you can solve that is what is working for you, right? Because it really, business is marketing and sales, right? As Amira knows, marketing and sales, that's right, right? Like business is marketing and sales. And so you definitely need to continue putting the word out there about your business. But the issue is that a lot of people, they're putting their name everywhere, right? And the reason why that's inefficient is because you don't have time to be putting your name everywhere effectively, two, one. Um, but then two, everyone that, the person that who you're targeting, your ideal person, the person who's going to buy your service is not everywhere, chances are. And so essentially the the key, the three, I'll say three things that you should focus on is really the place people in position. So place in terms of where are your people? Like, where are you? Like if for uh, a classic example I give, I always give is if you're reaching the senior, reaching out to senior citizens for your product, why are you on Instagram? Like you shouldn't be on Instagram. Like that's not the place for you to be on. Right. Like, and so it's just like, so place, like where are your people who you're targeting? Where are they? And then get, get, get to that place. Right. But here's the thing. Maybe you might argue, you might be like, they're everywhere, Vanessa. They're probably not, but let's just say you are telling me that. Um, the, then essentially the question is like, choose one. Where are you good at? And chances are, if you've already been doing your business for a couple of months and you've been getting sales, take an assessment, do an inventory assessment. What like, okay, let's say you've been marketing on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for the past, you know, three months. Okay. Where have leads actually been coming from? Where have those, say your e-commerce website, where are those clicks actually coming from? Where are you getting the most engagement on your posts, right? Chances are there's really only one of them that is standing out the most. Focus on that one, right? That is your place that you're going to focus on. And then you'll find that when you put that focus and that energy, you're going to get to that next step. Like it's going to be, it's just, it's just, it makes it so simple. And yet it makes all the impact, right? So that's the place. The people part is understanding, being clear about who is it that you're even, that you're targeting, right? Being clear about who they are, right? Like it's not everyone, you're not targeting everyone that no, not everyone is going to, you know, can everyone benefit from your service? Sure. Right. Can, you know, people who are full-time entrepreneurs also benefit from my coaching? Absolutely. And I work with some of them. Absolutely. But I say nine to five, so we're building their business, right? But I also get full-time entrepreneurs. And so the thing is that you don't, though, you definitely need to niche down. That is a fact of business that no one argues with. So like niche down, choose and understand who it is that you are going after, who it is that you want to work with, right? Let's say you're a coach or a consultant, right? There are people who you don't want to work with and that's okay, right? Choose who do you want to work with? Right. But for me, I don't want to work with the person who's a, who thinks that they're a know-it-all. I don't want with the person who, you know, they just want me to like pat them on the back and say, good job. Like, no, like if it's not a good job, I'm gonna let you know. And if you can't take that, then, you know, you're not ready for coaching. You're not a coachable person. Right. And so who is it that you do want to work with or can work with? Right. And make sure you tell your messaging to them, which gets me to the position position. Yes. What are you saying and how are you putting it out there? And 
how is it actually relevant to what people, your pe- your people who you say that you want to target, what are they saying, thinking, or doing, and how does that relate? So the three Ps, place, people, position. That's how it Excellent advice. You guys have heard it all before. You better know that avatar. You better know what they ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and one more thing that I noticed, I've seen this a lot lately. I know, let me tell y'all. We know how hard it is when you work a full-time job and you want to start your own, but you don't want them to know because they might find out. You yes, got that supervisor yes. who's mm-hmm. always talking to you. First of all, make all your personal pages private, first of all, so that you don't have to make your business pages private. You will not grow your business sending me an invite to a blocked private page. How do I share what you're selling with my network, which is what you want me to do by DMing me, right? The What your product is if your page is private. I am not going to share it if your page is private because I don't, I, I'm, I can't show it to people. We can't help you make that money. And I know you want it, right. I know you want it private because you don't want your supervisors to find out but what you could do is block that supervisor and shut up at work and quit telling everybody what you're doing. <laughs> well, another, another thing I see, like, even because I'm on my main um, platform is on Facebook. And I see a lot of people, like, they'll come, they'll be like, yeah, I have a business. And, like, their name is, you know, Squadcast. That's their real name. Like, I don't know. Their name is, like, Tanya Squadcast. And then their Facebook name, though, is, like, Love and Luscious. And it's like, huh? <laughs> like, who are you? Yeah. What like what I don't what <laughs> like and the thing is that you know they're trying to be private they're trying to not be found out and listen you need to be found out that's how yeah. people are gonna know about your business is when you yeah. are found out like yeah. that's it that's it yeah you you're just gonna have to take the lead there's no yeah. there's no you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in business right and that doesn't mean you have to who says you're your brand everything you sell doesn't have to be about you uh, I you don't have to put your picture you could talk about the hard facts and and products, but those are things that are limiting our businesses from growing, being private, uh, not sharing it and not being on the right platform. So I had to piggyback on that because that is, those are things I see every single day, you know, especially from people who are doing things that they feel are virtual, like selling hair or different products. You don't need a private page. Get, get it together, ladies. All right. So make it public, put it out there, get people to share, like, you know, when someone, when you post something in a group and they go on your page, they should be seeing about the business. Like, this is not, they're like, who are you? That's really what they're asking. People are like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> they can't and if it. they can't see it from going to your page quickly, you lost them. Yeah. You got about five <laughs> seconds, right? It may be less. So Vanessa, this Saturday in this world where we are free to move, right? In our minds, <laughs> who are you brunching with dead or alive it can be more than one person but who's at that table this saturday with you you know who's at that table with me mark cuban is at that table i'm currently reading his um uh, like his, his book that's one of my yes. books that i'm reading right good? now so uh, yes the sport of business and so i'm reading that so yes i would be brunching with him this Saturday. I love that. Yes. I when I was younger, I ran into him one day when I was in undergrad or in college because oh. I didn't go to grad school. <laughs> I, I live in Dallas. I mean, you know, so that yeah. it's not yeah. abnormal. But I remember I was with my mom and I was like, oh my God, Mr. Cuban. Like I freaked out. And I still to this day kick myself for not being aggressive because it wasn't like me not to say I want to intern for you because the old me, you know, I hate that I missed that opportunity because that was and I had him. We talked for a while and I don't know why I didn't do it, but he's such a powerhouse. And I agree with you. He's the person who I would love to have a brunch with. So can I come? By all means, you know, first I'll get my my, my, my 10 minutes and I'll invite you over. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll I'll take go it later. Okay, get it in. It's okay. It's okay. 
the brush will be like three hours. It'll be a whole situation, you know, like yeah. he, he would have plans, but then he got so entertained that he would have mm. to just stay because you better speak you know. it. You better speak it. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. That, yes. Get your interview questions ready. Just be prepared. Like yes, that's I, my I, new I thing. I have my little dream list of people I want to interview and I'm writing questions for them so that when the time comes, I'll be ready. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you run into him again. You'll be like, oh, I'm ready. I'm let ready. me tell you. So like, come up with a question. Hold on, Mr. Kim. You're not going anywhere. No. So now as you're navigating your journey and you're leveling up, right, as we all are, what vibes and prayers can we send to you as the Brunch and Slay tribe to keep you encouraged and, and support you? Oh, that is so lovely. I appreciate that. Um, let's say, I would say, you know, the prayer that... <laughs> Yes, if you could just pray for my multi-billion dollar empire. That is, it's out there. I know it's out there. I don't know how it's coming, but it's there. I just need to get myself to there. But yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that you said that. Don't worry about the how. Just know that it's like that. Know that it's there, and and that's where we get caught up. We start thinking that this one thing we're doing is the how, but that one thing was supposed to lead us to six other things, and we stay in it just too long. So drop that how, ladies. I love that. Yes. I hope you you feel the vibes I'm sending you because I cannot wait to get invited on a yacht, you know, as we celebrate this moment for you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, 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 yes. I'm all about, I'm all about energies. And so I, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Yes, yes. So where can people follow you and how can they support you and get their blueprint and get, you know, get, get their wheels going? Yes. So essentially my main platform where I am every day is Facebook. But if you don't have Facebook, you can find me on LinkedIn, Vanessa Zami. That's my name. But Facebook, you can also find Vanessa Zami, my full name, and you'll get on the profile. You'll be like, yep, this is the same chick because it's all there all the way now. <laughs> and then I do have an, I'm not sure when this is coming out, but essentially I do offer boot camps, pop-up boot camps where I connect with people on giving them, you know, it's really intense. Me and my team is like really intense and I'm like live every day. It's a whole situation. But if you would like to attend one of those boot camps, then you can check out the website, bootcamp.vzami.com. That's bootcamp. Dot, then my first letter, my name, V, my last name, Zami, Z Zebra, A Animal, M Money Y, dot com. Hey, M Money Y. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, Vanessa, I love your energy and I am sending nothing but vibes of abundance your way. And I'm cheering for you. I'm cheering for you. Um, and, and, you know, I want you all to remember, just like Vanessa and I, we sit here and we talk about the growing pain. But we are saying this for you to let you know that you're not alone. And we want you to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. Talk to you soon. This is Brent to Slay. Bye.